0: Finally October, it's finally Halloween, which means it's the perfect time for a seance, an exorcism, a calling of the corners, a Halloween party, a good spooky read, a nightmare or two, a simple dance with the devil, and most of all, we're all entitled to one good scare. Welcome to season three of Midnight Social Distortion. Welcome back. Welcome back to a new edition of Midnight Social Distortion. It's actually the third season premiere of Midnight Social Distortion. So let's get into that. Yes, it's the third season, but I've been doing this probably since I want to say 2021, 2020. I can't remember, but, you know, life happens and we are here. Third season and I'm happy about it. You know, a lot has been happening this year, you know, from family loss to me turning 40 yes the big four oh i am here and i'm still standing and i'm still strong and what a perfect time to jump back into the season during spooky season halloween october which i consider my second birth month so i'll be celebrating my second birthday all month long and i hope you guys join me in this celebration today i will be discussing something that has been dear to my heart um i've been i actually thought to do this earlier this year before the start of spooky season but i said this would be the perfect thing to start off halloween with because as of late on my um, instagram timeline i have been seeing a lot of people talk about having watch lists watch parties you know horror challenges during the month of october and most of the lists that i've been seeing and no shade to those people because you know that's their way they're going to celebrate halloween and you know the season but a lot of the movies are at this point i want to say generic and what i mean generic is mostly that People either watch them all year round. I'm talking about like stuff like A Nightmare Damn Street Screen, Friday the 13th. Maybe because I'm one of those, I'm not going to say I'm weird. I'm just, it's me, it's normal. I watch Halloween when I feel like watching it. You know, any of the sequels, any of the, even the original, maybe the remake, I watch it whenever. Um, so I decided that this would be the, this list I'm about to dive into would be the perfect time for me to try to shake the table a little bit on what some people can add to the watch list because most of the stuff like i said i've seen are stuff that either everybody has seen already and we probably watched throughout the year um some blair witch project the craft you know stuff like that and if you want to get really into the halloween season i say you know pop on something that is still within the se- it's halloween themed but you probably haven't seen before or you have heard about, but have not taken a dive to try to search for it and watch it. Then there's the whole thing about is this shit streaming? Is it available anywhere? Where can I watch this at? And I think that's one of the things that the reason why we see so many lists that have like similar or pretty much the same movies over and over again, because they're easily accessible. You can watch them whenever on streaming. You probably own multiple copies of them, raising my hand, because I do own every iteration of the nightmare on the street. So um this is just a list to try to like get you out of your comfort zone a little bit. You know, I think this season is all gonna be about getting out of my comfort zone. So hopefully people will follow me in their journey. I'm doing a lot of stuff this Halloween season that's not normal for me. Um, this is just a promise i made to my brother um to try to live a little bit more outside of my comfort zone uh, some people might look at stuff that i'm doing like oh mark that is we did that when we we're 22 25 15 you know but for me it was like you know finances and location and what's the word i'm looking for opportunity yeah so with that being said this episode as you probably saw when you clicked on the link to start it's called five other halloween themed movies to watch for spooky season and i picked five even though there's more than five that i would suggest but these five i hold dear to my heart because they are very for me personally i feel like they exuber, they um enhance the halloween season for me and they also hold very dear memories for me from childhood to even when some from childhood into some recently because they kind of gave a nostalgic factor to when I was a kid you know celebrating Halloween and also movies that I heard of had you know people tell me oh you need to check this out you'll probably like it and I did and I stepped out of that normal watch list of let's binge you know Halloween all over again let's binge this this and that you know What's another franchise I might binge during Halloween season? You know, Nightmare on Elm Street, of course, but I do that two or three times a year. Um, You know, just stuff that I'm just trying to break the cycle of rehashing, you know, movies that we've seen constantly over and over again, Try to find something new to add to the Halloween pile. So these five movies that I selected are going to be um, The Midnight Hour, which was an ABC Made for TV movie that aired in 1985. It actually aired, I think, the day, the week after Halloween, um, because you know, I I don't know what was going on there. But I know it aired in November, but it was for the Halloween season. Another movie in that list is Ghost Watch, which I'm pretty sure some people have heard of. Um, that was the BBC live broadcast, uh, ghost hunting thing that they actually use, actual BBC hosts um to do the show and it kind of caused a panic in london or the bbc you know area because it was kind of like a modern day version of um the war of the worlds except it was televised and it freaked out the entire um country so it was banned from the uk for a long time until like a few years ago so that's one that's that's, just two then we have trick or treat And this is the 1985 movie that has the rock star that, you know, he reigns terror through a possessed record that his biggest fan plays and whatnot. So I get into that a little bit more. Also, Tales of Halloween, if you like, you know, trick or treat or any type of horror anthology, then this is right up your alley. And finally, Satan's Little Helper, which was one that I recently discovered, I want to say either last year, probably, yeah, it was last year that I discovered Satan's Little Helper, had kept seeing it, you know, pop up on different streaming sites, and then heard a lot of people talk about it, and so I just decided to just dive into it and watch it. And I'm going to try to push it to other people this year. So, before we get into those movies, I do want to say that this episode should drop on the 2nd of October. And I want to discuss one of the best things about um, Halloween this year is that Halloween, not Halloween, but Friday the 13th falls on October this year. And a lot of the streaming services, a lot of the studios and whatnot did not play when they saw that. They noticed that and they took advantage of it, thank God. I personally thought that this would be the perfect time for a return of the Friday the 13th franchise, but, you know, the writer's strike has been going and it just recently ended but we still have the actors um, strike going on. So that was an opportunity that would have been missed whether or not they had plant, um, plotted for a movie to drop on that day. Um, but there are other studios and other streaming services have utilized that. So if you have not checked out all the offerings that's going to drop the weekend of Friday 13th, then I think you should do that on top of this list I'm about to drop on you uh also this same weekend i think it's comic a new york city comic con and if you're in new york city at that time then i implore you to i just beg you to go and check out dread presents the uh, history of black horror panel which features zero gravity sheree bahanen i probably she's probably Sheree's gonna probably kill me you know i'm sorry sheree i'm sorry um Brother Ghoulish, who's a friend of the podcast. I'm um, um, trying to, oh, Girls are Scary, Kaz and Jazz, um, I'm sorry. And Bobby Torres, who's one fourth of the Scream Kings podcast that me, him, Timon, Kane, and Michael Brown are all on. So if you guys are in New York City, please check out my friends as they give you the history of black horror presented by Dread who does not sponsor this podcast, which is fine. I'm just getting there. You know, if you, if you listen to me and you didn't know about that, then you get that on your radar. Also, this same weekend, we have The Fall of House of Usher dropping on Netflix. We also have... I forgot what other movies. I should have had a list out. Because it's so... As soon as you think that you have enough, you, your list is complete for that. Uh, Friday the thir- 13th this month, it is... Something added every day. I do know that the John Carpenter Suburban Screams um, anthology show drops on Peacock this same weekend. And I know there's another show dropping that same weekend. I cannot recall what it is or if it's a movie. Either way, just look out for Friday the 13th of this month. That is going to be a wild weekend. Horror fans are going to be well-fed. And I am so excited for that for us because I feel like the zeitgeist has gotten, you know, the, the, um, it's gotten the, the pulse on the fandom, the horror fandom, because for me personally, as of late, I've noticed that each year there's more Halloween celebrations or offerings and not just on the, entertainment but also in the like big box stores like walmart target places like that Uh, i know some people said that certain areas had not put out their halloween stuff until like super late last month in september but for me and here in memphis they have been putting shit out ever since like the last part of august so all of september was just me just browsing through a lot of stuff and they're constantly bringing new stuff in even as we speak this weekend, um, which is the first weekend of October. And it's just amazing to me that we're getting more and more output for Halloween fandom and whatnot from these stores. So it's just a great time to be, you know, a horror fan or a fan of the Halloween or the fall season in general. So I am just so excited. So let me stay focused because I'm going to try to keep this episode up under an hour because I'm not going to go individually into each movie because i want you to see them yourself i don't want to sit there and give you all the plot points for the movie i want you to go sit down find these movies and sit there and watch them for yourself and i would just give you maybe five reasons per movie why i chose them to be on this list um but i'm not going to just spoil everything i mean some covers or movie posters might Give a little bit of a spoiler. I'm thinking about the Midnight Hour a little bit, um, but others are not. So just just sit down and get you a nice bowl of popcorn, a good soda, or in my book, get some wine or whatever your alcoholic beverage you might prefer, and just sit down and just, you know, have a good old night with these five films. And I mean, like I said, there's more than five that I want to include, but these are the ones that I always gravitate towards like have you heard of this movie have you heard of this movie and so i want to share them with you so let's start off with the midnight hour which like i said came out in 1985 it is it's it's a car it's a horror comedy pretty much um it was made of course it's you know family friendly and i came across it actually on lifetime because i remember when i was a kid lifetime would always air the midnight hour every Halloween season and the only problem was that I did not know when so I had to sit there and like act like I was paying attention to some lifetime movies that my mom and my aunts were watching to sit there and see if a commercial was coming on that would feature it and one year I got lucky and I made sure to record it so I could watch it because I wanted to see it more than you know uh, (laughs) just once a year but the movie was released on ABC on the night of November 1st, 1985. It's directed by Jack Bender. And if you're not familiar with Jack Bender, he is responsible for some of the best television episodes on TV, especially with ABC. I know he directed the pilot for Lost, and he directed a lot of Lost, Lost ep- great episodes, you know. And he's also done pilots for other TV shows that I cannot think of right now. Um, but I know that he's done them, he's very good, he's very good at what he does. Um, the movie was written by Bill Blake, uh, and it's star. And and one thing I found out that I, I didn't find out, I just reminded myself was the soundtrack or the pretty much the original music played throughout the movie was made, was composed rather by none other than Brad Fidel, who we all know is responsible for. Um, come to me. That is featured in both Fright Night and Fright Night Part Two. You know, so we're in good hands already with this movie. The movie stars Char- Sherry Belafonte Harper, um, LeVar Burton, Lee Montgomery, Peter DeLouise, Dee Dee Pfeiffer, Johnna Lee, Dick Van Padden, and Kurt Will Smith, with also, uh, I guess, a first time role for with um, Macaulay Culkin because he was one of the Halloween kids wolfman jack also pops up in this movie as does um i want to say this is cindy cindy um excuse me janelle allen who is very uh popular with if you if let's say like this if you've seen the clip of vivica fox and this other black woman fighting in this soap opera called generations then that's who L allen is and she's great in this movie as lucinda cavender which i'll get into in just a minute but like i said the movie aired on november 1st 1985 it aired at the eight o'clock to 10 o'clock eight o'clock to um yeah 10 o'clock slot or eastern 9 to 11 p.m um also it oh this also shows you uh It's probably one of the times I've actually seen it on Lifetime. I'm doing this to Wikipedia, by the way. Lifetime also aired the movie, excuse me, on Wednesday, October 31st, 1990. That's probably when I first came across it. And it continued to air the film on numerous occasions during afternoon time slots, including showings on December 27, 1990, which is an odd time, June 19th, 1992, and October 31st, 1992. So one of those times I saw it on Lifetime, maybe several. But that's a good, you know, tidbit right there. But the movie is about a small town named, I want to say, Pitchford. Yeah, it's Pitchford Cove, Massachusetts. And it follows five friends who are just trying to find something to do for Halloween. And they decide to raid the local museum and take some of the props that are not, them, not really props, the relics of that town's history. And they decide, they come across an incantation in one of the boxes that they take out. And they decide to go to the graveyard and read the incantation and try to spook themselves before their big Halloween party. This could be thrown at Melissa Cavender, who is a descendant of Lucinda Cavender, who was this great black witch who cursed the entire town melissa's pretty popular in school and so she's the one who reads the incantation and they think nothing happens so they go and they go to melissa's house to party little do they know they raise the dead literally Mm -hmm. and everything comes out the graves um graveyard from vampires to werewolves to zombies to ghouls to every little thing that you could think of shows up in town and at their house. And meanwhile, there's some good spirits that are there to just finish, you know, their, um, what you call it, their, I guess their, their purpose on earth. And one of those is a cheerleader named Sandy, who makes her way also to the party. And meets up with the lead of the group, Phil. And they. it's up to them to try to, like, stop what's happening in town. So, the movie, like I said, when everybody was watching getting like just gagging over Hocus Pocus and whatever Scooby-Doo movie, or, you know, Casper and Ever Scissor Hands, don't get me wrong. i watch those movies too. But, um, I always wanted to see the midnight hour because to me it was a little bit, actually it was scary. It was scary, but it wasn't like blood and guts. Scary. It was just scary. Like, you know, you at this Halloween party, and there's this person checking you out, or there's this you know person who's sitting there being overly friendly with you, and the next thing you know, their their teeth are in your neck, you know. And it's not like this, you know, Disney way of they that they did it. It was like if you take out the novelty of just like oh, Halloween is so cool. It's just like it's scary <laughs> for, for for somebody my age. It was it was scary, especially the scene with lucinda cavender that i'm not going to get into because i as much as i want to talk about it i want somebody to experience it for the first time themselves um so basically um one of the five reasons that i do love this movie is of because of the Cav the cavender women um i got here you know the cavender women and black excellence because lucinda cavender is uh, technically the main villain of the movie um, initially because she's the one who put the curse on the town that she will return and bring a night of terror to the town eventually in the future after they burned her at the stake. And Lucinda descendants, uh, the descendant is Melissa Cavender who was played by Shari Belafonte and she Is like the popular girl in school. She has, she's like, everybody wants to be near her and stuff like that. They're at her house. Her house has this big history and it's not just a little modest house. It's like this big grand, like Victorian type house. It's very, like, this is what the parties did. So everybody is gravitating towards these black people in the movie. And then LeVar Burton is her boyfriend who, you know, at that point in time i'm like i even though he had already played you know kunta kente and roots in the 70s he still was young enough to look like he could be a high school student you know which is you know kind of you know back then they would hire like a 35 year old person to be a high school student but lavar burden looked like he could have been like you know your older brother a high school student something like that that's just me um so I love the calendar women in this movie and I like, they still the scene. They do have a big dance number that some people might look at like, this is fucking weird. But I'm thinking like, if you guys could do dance numbers for movies like Hocus Pocus, um, Casper and um, a nightmare before Christmas, which is pretty much a mo- musical. Um, you can do a little dance number for this movie because this came, this predated all those movies. So, and again like i said the second reason is nightmare fuel um first time seeing Le- lucinda cavern take a victim i was just like oh my god like it stuck with me for a long long time and some of the werewolves and the beast scenes and stuff like that and brad fidel's score um it just was like oh shit, ooh, creepy creepy you know and some of the demons and some of the you know creatures they just went all out with them you know of course it's abc and it's like during a you know not at the seven o'clock slot for like kids to watch and stuff like that, but maybe a little bit later when they should be like getting ready for bed. But you know, still they kept it at a certain level, you know, even to this day, stuff like the, um, makeup from the Michael Jackson thriller video still kind of freaks me out. If I'm watching it, at like late at night stuff like that. So there's that speaking of Michael Jackson, I don't know if he's, I don't think any of his songs were played, but the soundtrack for the midnight hour, is a playlist it's a it's fodder for a playlist um this is the movie that i discovered the smiths how soon is now it was used in two pivotal scenes in a very very rememberable way to the point where i had to search where this song came from and the only reason i knew what the song was called um, because you know, they used to always sit there and like squish the screen down. So you couldn't see the songs played at the end of the episode or at the end of the movie or whatever to advertise other stuff. It wasn't until the craft came out that I discovered that the song was called how soon is now. And it was originally you know, played originally done by the Smiths. So I became a fan of the Smiths. That was my gateway to the Smiths was the midnight hour. Um, also eighties horror. It. It exudes 80s horror realness. It's very nostalgic. You know, the hairstyles, the costumes, the, like I said, the music being played and whatnot. It's just a good 80s film. And number five, is highly underrated. And I'm glad that it's getting a little bit of shine as of late. Like, I'm finding other people that have seen The Midnight Hour, and we geek out over talk about this movie because it's like, oh you've seen it midnight hour. Okay, great, great. Let's talk about it, you know, because it's a damn good movie. The only problem is that it never I don't think it ever made it to DVD. It did have a VHS release. Um I think it was released several times for VHS. But and those are of course out of print. Um and I think somebody brought up a good point. I think the reason why the movie uh Oh, it did get a DVD release. Um, but that was back in 2000, September 2000. And the both of those are out of print. Um, the problem is that, how can I put it? Um, somebody told me the other time, the other day, that maybe one of the reasons why the movie has not been re-released yet is because of the musical rights. And there's not a lot of like, 80s music in that movie only one i can think of i'm looking at the soundtrack right now will probably be the smiths um how soon is now you know and the rest is mostly like those 70s and 60s and 50s do wop songs and whatnot um uh, that like this kind of like spooky season theme but i don't know i don't know if that's because i'm not saying that those are not like hard to get you know rights to or anything like that. It's just that's that's a good reason as to why we haven't gotten a proper release. And who's to sit there and say that other people have not been able to sign off on, you know, hey, I want my royalties for this. You know, I'm just saying like I hope that it gets fleshed out or worked out so we can get a proper release maybe through Screen Factory. I mean, you know, somebody out there, Kino Lober, somebody uh but that's the midnight hour y'all like i said if you have an opportunity please go and watch it when you get the opportunity um person i mean personally jesus christ i forget who i'm talking to here if you are lucky enough because i think it's still available on youtube i have it saved in my um watch later list whenever i have the urge to watch it there's actually a copy of the movie on youtube F, I should have got the person's name or the channel's name, but just type in the midnight hour, the copy that I have or the, the one that I have saved in my um, feed is one actually, an actual recording of the movie as it aired on November 1st, 1985. Um, so I'm going to watch that again this year um, because I was like to actually sit there and watch the commercials and the breaks and the interstitials that happen in between, you know, that, like you actually sitting there watching as it aired for the first time, would be an amazing experience for me. I, you know, love to watch 80s commercials just because I'm that. I don't know. I just that's what helps me go to sleep at night is watching old 80s and 90s commercials from when I was younger. So yeah, just check out the midnight hour when you get the opportunity. Like I said, the only place I could think you could find the streaming on is YouTube at the moment. Okay, now let's move on to the second movie on my list, which is Ghost Watch. Um, Ghost Watch aired, I want to say, 1989. It was, like I said, it ran as if it was just a regular BBC um, broadcast. That means that they had like a special with the actual, oh, it was a 1992. I'm sorry. It's 1992. So it was produced for the BBC Anthology Series Screen 1. Despite having been recorded weeks in advance, the narrative was presented as live television during the following during and following its first and only UK television broadcast, the show attracted a considerable considerable excuse me, furor, resulting in an estimated one million phone call inquiries to the BBC switchboard of the night of broadcast, comprising a mixture of complaints and praise for the program's unique presentation. Ghostwatch was never repeated on UK television. It has been repeated internationally on stations such as Can- Canadian Digital Channel Screen for Halloween in 2004 and the Belgian channel Canvas in 2008. From 2017 to 2019, Ghostwatch was available on the American Streaming service shutter and was made available on the Internet Archive in 2017. There have been three UK home video releases in 2002. The British Film Institute released a tenth anniversary edition on VHS and DVD, and One Hundred One Films reissued a DVD release in two thousand eleven, and a thirtieth anniversary Blu-ray release in two thousand twenty-two, which I proudly own. In two thousand sixteen, BBC America, no, sorry, BBC Store made the film available as part of the Frightmares Collection, marking Halloween. So. Again, this movie was also featured in the Found Footage Phenomenon uh, documentary, and I think that more people need to... It, I feel like it's a part of... If you're into found footage, then I feel like you cannot gloss over what Ghostwatch did back in 1992. For some reason, I always thought it was in 1989 because I just... it just the looks of the, you know, the, the clothing and the hairstyles and whatnot, but... That's just me. And like I said, the story behind it is amazing. Like this aired live, like can you imagine if Anderson Cooper on CNN or um, Rachel Maddow on MSNBC doing something like this during the actual hour it's supposed to be recorded like that shows air and then shit pops off and it scares a lot of people. Now granted in today's society, we can easily sit there and go on Google and be like, okay, this shit is fake. But imagine being back in the day with like Bernard Shaw and Walter Cronkite and all those people doing something like this. This would what fucking terrorized everybody in America. Now, BBC is very strict about a lot of stuff over there. You know, they have the video nasties. I don't know what movies that are played, you know, you know just free free nearly over here in america that they still have listed over there as being a video nasty or whatnot i don't know the extent of the video nasty um catalog and if it's still being used today you know in this 20 in the year 2023 on beyonce's internet but you know who knows i need to go check into that but i just know for the fact that the movie it has the scary moments um it is a very you know for its time and not, i'm not saying like all the scare out like it's like very boo and oh my gosh a jump scare, none of that stuff but if you watch a documentary of those like ghost hunting shows like you know i guess ghost hunters is one um but back then just seeing it like you've seen these actual people playing their real sales it enhances the fear factor of a little bit it's a it's a good romp it's a good halloween romp you know what i'm saying so like i said so number one the reasons why i enjoy this movie for halloween is the story behind it is amazing like i said it's never been re-aired in the b in, a, in the uk um maybe not the U, maybe not on bbc but maybe somewhere in the uk but not bbc because you know they can get in trouble for that however i mean it's been 30 years since its initial airing with 31 this year so you would think that the initial hosts have probably either moved on retired or you, in other words if you air, if they aired on BBC this year, it would probably not be so, like, traumatizing a little bit because um, these they got new hosts, they got new reporters, they got new journalists on the set and whatnot, and of course the set has probably been changed itself several times over since 1992. But I just think that the story behind it is just one of the greatest um (laughs) stories behind a found footage film ever it's like like i said it was like a modern day version of war of the worlds you know we heard when um god what my man going blank um orson welles did the war of the worlds radio broadcast back in the early uh, 1900s and people were like freaking the fuck out and thinking there was actually an invasion going on and it you know changed the way you know it just it's a it's a great moment in horror history but the second thing is the creep factor of the experience it, it reminds you of the in infield poltergeist you know the case that was done in the conjuring 2. it gives you much of that feat, like experience just imagine if the warren family came and did like a live version of their investigation to the infield haunting. it's kind of reminds you of that, you know? So that's number two. And number three is British horror. And I love British horror. They have a way of doing certain things. They have a way of making horror their own, like in terms like they have their own versions of horror that I just love to gravitate towards. Um, So other thing is number four, found footage before it's time. Granted, a lot of people, especially in the found footage phenomenon film will say like stuff like cannibal Holocaust and, I know it's another movie that came before that that was considered like early school, um, early also of um, found footage. But this is again, this is one of those that you have to like take in. You know, you have to you can't gloss over the history of found footage and not include Ghost Watch because, I mean, even though the movie is not present without well, the movie, but even though the mockumentary is not presented as. Like we found these tapes or these tapes for discovery and after, you no, know, it doesn't go into that trope of found footage. It's like, if you turning on to a nat- uh, nationally pre- uh, broadcast um, special and you thinking like this is live and you thinking that this shit is actually going on. So it's a great little history in that. And like I said, it's a once in a lifetime experience. Um Number five, it's a once in a lifetime experience and i'm actually kind of jealous of those who experienced it live for the first time in the uk <laughs> because can you again i'm still stuck on it can you imagine can you imagine just sitting there tuning in to uh your news station and thinking that this is actually going on live like at that time you didn't have google you didn't have cell phones you didn't have any sort of way of trying to suss out whether or not this was real or not. So you were just along on the ride. You were just there in the moment with your family, looking at each other, like what the fuck is going on? Like, and people probably showed up at the actual location to try to see like, Oh my God. Not, but even though like the, the um report said this was filmed weeks in advance, I'm pretty sure some people probably showed up at the location that they said they were at. To try to see if anything was going on. Maybe so. I don't know. I wasn't there. Wish I was there, but I was not there. So, that is Ghost Watch, And like I said, one of the reasons why I picked this movie is because, again, it's very underrated. A lot of people again, have heard of it, but they have not sat down and just watched it. You know, they keep saying like, oh, I'm gonna like it that, you know, that sounds like a good film. I've never heard of that. Maybe I need to put that on my list. I'm like, yes, you should, because the fuck <laughs> i mean it's i'm not saying that you have to have a what you call it a deadline to watch this film but it's just like i said at the beginning of the episode it'll be a great way of trying to get to the halloween spirit with you know something new or fresh that you have not seen instead of going back and watching stuff that we know that you probably seen back in may or august or february or whatever you know so Let's just try something new with this. So this is one of the reasons why uh, I added Ghostwatch on the list because I have heard a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to watch that. I need to watch that. Oh, that sounds great. And this is one of the times, would be a great time for you to watch it. Moving on to my third movie, which is going to be 1986's Trick or Treat. And that is Trick or Treat. There is another movie out there that's from the 80s called Trick or Treats with treats with an S. But we're talking about, Trick or Treat from 1986, which is also known as Ragman and Death and Death at 33 RPM. When I watch the movie or the version that I have, it comes on and says Ragman. So this movie came out in 1986. It is directed by Charles Martin Smith. It was written by Joel Swanson. Yes, the Joel Swanson you probably saw a lot of direct DVD um, um, Dimension films. And there's two uncredited writers on the script, and that is Glenn Morgan and James Wong from X Files and final Destination fame. Um, Also, screenplay written by Michael S. Murphy and Rhett Topham. The story is by Rhett Topham and it stars Mark Price, Tony Fields, Gene Simmons, and Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons only appear in cameo roles but that's about it the movie was released in october 24th 1986 and like i said when i mention this movie to people they automatically assume that i'm talking about the night the 2001 trick or treat 2002 whichever year that um the michael doherty movie came out and i say no that's trick or treat or i don't say of course when i say the movie i don't don't say trick or treat i say trick or no treat whichever one Also confusing is that both movies, um, the Michael Dorsey Trick or Treat and the 1986 Trick or Treat, both their villains have the name Sam. Or rather, the Michael Doherty movie, the main villain in the film is, of course, Sam, who's a Halloween icon now. And the 1986 movie, the rock star, um, supernatural rock star killer is Sammy Kerr. Excuse me. So you have two movies with the name Trick Treat in it and two villains named Sam and Sammy. So it's a little bit of, you know, confusion going there. But, hey, you know, it's still a good film. Both of them are still good films in their own rights. Um, while the Michael Doherty film is an anthology, which we all know and love, um, Trick or Treat is about a guy who is pretty much bullied at school by, you know, the... the Um, cool kids and he's a huge metal rock fan he's a huge you know death metal rock fan and his idol who is named sammy kerr is from his hometown and before the big halloween dance sammy kerr i think you know he kills himself in a hotel fire which was i don't think it was intentional but he was trying to raise some type of demon or some type of you know whatever in his hotel room the fire got a little out of hand from the candles or whatnot and he burned to death but before he died he recorded like the secret record that the local um dj who was played by gene simmons who actually looks pretty fucking hot in the movie i'm sorry he did look fucking hot in that movie um he gives the kid the records the kid takes the tape home and he listens to it and actually the record he listens to it and he is pretty much he you know the whole satanic panic thing plays into this like when you play your records backwards and you hear a message and stuff like this so this is what this movie is about so let's just say sammy pops up and places and like takes care of some of these nasty people that's bullying eric who's the main character and everything culminates on halloween night at the big halloween dance where sammy is resurrected at the halloween party and shit just goes left and i'm gonna leave it at that but one of the reasons why i want to include this movie on this list is because again it's another highly underrated gem when i i kept seeing the movie kept hearing about it you know, and I was like, you know what? I'm in the mood for something that I have not seen before. I want to sit here and have a clean slate on something. I want to experience something and just be like, let the just get on the ride and let it take me to where it's gonna take me. And I'm glad that I did. I discovered Trick or Treat probably I want to say a few years ago, either before COVID or during COVID or after. I know it's one of these either 19 um 19 2019 2020 2021. Was when I first discovered Trick or Treat, um, it, it's blurred in because I was watching a shit ton of movies at that time, but I do know remembering watching it while I was working and was like, Oh, this is a damn good movie. And I watched it again and again. I usually add it onto my Halloween um list, and sometimes I'll even watch it during Halloween season. I probably would put it on whenever I'm working and just to sit there and have background noise it's not one of those bad movies you put on for background noise but it's a good movie to watch for the Halloween season Um, like I said Sammy Kerr is a great villain he tends to I would say Sammy Kerr is was ahead of his time because if you I'm trying to think of other characters that use electronics as a means to take people out you have Horace Pinkner Pink I cannot pronounce that man's last name from Shocker um and then you also have the villain and ghost in a machine with karen allen and you know the killer was using like electrons to take people out that's exactly what sammy kerr was doing you know and he he made a good mess of a lot of people in this in that hometown and there's cameos galore you know like i said you have uh jane simmons you have ozzy osborne who actually plays a priest which is hilarious and you have um other characters that i know popped up in the film that i cannot think of people that you probably be like oh i know that cat is right now but i couldn't think of them you know uh at the time greg oh excuse me glenn morgan actually has a um glenn morgan of excuse me of the um uh, What's the name of the movie? Um, Found this nation. Jesus, my lines went blank. He's he's a character in the movie. His name is Roger Marcus. There's also a moment where Doug Savant is the big bully in the movie. If you know Doug Savant, if you're a fan of Melrose Place and you're a fan of Desperate Housewives, and you should know who Doug Savant is. Also, Alice Nunn played um, a character in the movie cameo, and yeah, so this movie was chock full of cameos from you know people in the community that were pretty much. Uh, you know i guess icons in the rock community or in the horror community or whatnot so if i'm mistaken i think alice nunn was in i could be wrong i think she was in i'm my mind's going blank right now anyway it's a great bullying tale it has you know it's a conscious revenge tale it has the bully could have went left uh you know kind of like richie or archie from like christine he could have went that route but instead he tends to like yeah you motherfuckers are kicking my ass on a daily basis here though but i know what's right i guess this is my rock idol but you know i know what to do i know i have to do the right thing and try to stop him you know so you have a good hero and you have a good villain in the movie and finally one of the fifth the fifth and final reason is you know i think the rock scene that when um excuse me when sammy performs at the school dance i think is a great scene you know it starts off you know very you know like a rock concert and then like i said just goes left it's like if carrie actually had a guitar and you know a band behind her at the prom this is you know what would probably have happened so that is trick or treat And let me see. We also have Tales of Halloween, which is my fourth film on my list. And I'm adding this on the list because mainly, again, people tend to go for trick or treat for the anthology. They're like, oh, you got to watch an anthology movie. You got to watch trick or treat and this, this and that. And not knocking on trick or treat, because I love um, trick or treat. It's just, I feel like, any type of horror anthology is um, right for the picking for the Halloween watch list season. Um you got stuff from Amicus Productions, you got like a, like for instance, Asylum, Tales from the Crypt, um what was the other one that's called? Um the one with the four men. I, I my mind's going blank. Vault of Terror, that's what I'm thinking of. You got like a lot of stuff like that. You can even do the Tales from the Dark Side of the movie or Tales from the Crypt. You know, anything like that for an anthology. But a lot of people, I guess, love the, 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 just the morbidity of Tales from the, I mean, not Tales from the, Trick or Treat. But Tales of Halloween, the reason why I'm comparing Tales of Halloween with Trick or Treat is because outside of those movies, I just listed like Tales from the Dark Side and Tales from the Crypt and whatnot. Tales of Halloween kind of picked up the narrative that Trick or Treat did, where everything takes place in a small town everything takes place on Halloween night and everybody like runs into each each character from each story kind of runs into each other throughout the night. You know, if you pay attention to the, you know, what's going on. So, and tales of Halloween was, I think this came out in 2015. I could be mistaken. Um, but I know that, that it had a lot of cameos in it from top Halloween. Um, yeah, 2015 Excuse me. It like segments directed by Darren Lill oh, excuse me, Darren Lynn Boosman Neil Marshall, um, Lucky McKee, John Skip, Adam Garrosh Ger- 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 Jace Anderson, Adam. I mean Andrew Kosh I'm butchering these damn names, y'all. Excuse me. Paul Soled and John Skip, and they had um, the movie premiered at the Fantasia International Film Festival back in. July 24th, 2015. And it was released in the um, limited theatrical release during October 16th, 2015. Um, And they have a ton. I mean, this movie has, I think nine stories and there's one wraparound story, but it's with the DJ who is actually none other than Adrian Barbeau. And they don't give her an actual name outside of DJ, but she either introduces the stories or she, just talks throughout the radio, on the radio throughout the, you know, throughout the movies, on the segments and whatnot. So these are great stories. There, you know, some people who pop up in the movie is include Robert Rustler, Greg Greenberg, Carolyn Williams, Barry Boswick, Adrian Curry, Tiffany Sheppers, Rebecca McKendry, Boo Boo Stewart, um, Lynn Shea, Barbara Crampton, Mick Garris, uh, Felicity... Excuse me, butcher her name. I'm sorry. Felissa Rose, <laughs> Dana Gould, James Duvall, Adam Green, um, John Landis, Sam whitworth Christina kleeb Pat Healy, John Savage. You know, it's a, it's a John Dante. It's a cast of characters, and it's like you have to watch this. All the hard graces are in this movie, and like I said, the movie. Came out in 2015, and each story flows into each other very well. It still has, like, if you like the the tongue in cheek humor of Trick or Treat, then you will also love this as well. Like I said, these are some of the people that run the same circles. It's a quick 92 minutes, and you know, yeah, it's like I said, some of the great stories from top hard directors. Some of them are a play on urban legends, some of them are just, you know, funny you know, characters and like, excuse me, I'm getting stopped up. I don't know why. And it's freaking me out because I don't need to be sick during the Halloween season. Um, but it still has a lot of great reveals, a great, you know, twists in the stories and whatnot. And like I said, if you love trick or treat, excuse me, if you love trick or treat, sorry, you will love tales of Halloween. The shorts are very, they're not long at all. Like I said, it's nine total. And, they're interconnected and it's a great double feature for trick or treat you know so if you want if you like oh i want to see something like that after you watch trick or treat then you could put on tales of halloween to follow up with that i cannot recommend this movie enough those were my five reasons you know cameos galore great stories from top hard directors and writers all shorts are they're only nine shorts they're all very you know cute, funny, and I'm not what I mean cute, I mean I not cute, like, oh, that's so cute, but more along the lines of like, you know, hey, you got what you did with the budget that you had and you made it work. You know, they made the shit work. The stories were interconnected. And like I said, great double fish with your treat. So moving on to my final movie on the list, which is Satan's Little Helper. And y'all probably heard me turn my page there. So but Saint's Little Helper is another movie that I actually it almost didn't make the list because I there's a character in the movie that get on my ever fucking lasting nerves, and that's the title character Saint's Little Helper because he was so fucking annoying. The kid was so fucking annoying, and I was just like, how come somebody has not knocked this little bastard out of his uh, in his face? You know, because he was just horrible pretty much the character i'm talking about is the character of dougie he's a video gamer his favorite game is called satan's little helper but he's so obsessed with the game that he comes across a guy in this horrific halloween mask and he thinks that he's a character from the video game and it's all about doing whatever this man wants clearly this motherfucker is a damn serial killer And so he goes about killing people in the neighborhood, which the kid thinks is like, oh, this is is so funny. The special effects are so cool. Like this child needs help. And it makes it is, he also tends to fuck up the, un uh, what you call them? Unlikely heroes, chances of stopping the dude. It's like, he's constantly making stuff worse. And when shit finally hits the fan, it still feels like the kid is just still like, not getting it so but anyway the movie premiered <laughs> at, um, at the tribeca film festival in may 6 2004 and it premiered on i guess publicly on october 4th the following year 2005 it's 100 minutes long and it stars a uh, very young katherine winnick and uh Amanda Plummer plays Catherine winnick and dougie's mom And she has a great scene in the movie as well. Um, Mary Kay Adams is also in the movie. And it's, don't get me wrong, it's not something to be taken seriously. It's just like a movie that's like, how the fuck can you not see that this motherfucker is out here killing people? Like he's leaving bodies in town and people are just so oblivious to the fact because they think it's just part of the Halloween celebration. But the five reasons why I selected this movie is one, Again, it's another underrated gem. People told me about this movie. It was another one of those movies where I was like, I just need to see something fresh. This looks cool. I'm going to put it on, you know, to save myself from being bored while I'm working. So I put it on and actually got so enthralled with it because I was like, how? This is the worst kid in horror at this point because he was so fucking terrible. And that brings me to my second point for the reason why you should watch this movie is the little helper is a damn brat and that he's such a brat to the point where i also added for my number three reason you could make a drinking game every time the kid does something stupid if you i promise you you will be drunk off your ass by the time you finish watching this movie i swear to god you would he is so bad it's just like why is this who raised this child? Like, you look at Amanda Plumber and the husband. You're like, what is up with y'all? This dude really believes that he's helping the devil out. But at the same time, he believes he's helping the devil out. He still thinks that the shit is fake. I don't get it. But it's, it's still, like, it's still entertaining. It's still entertaining. Speaking of which, the killer is ruthless and he's relentless so when you cross his path and he does something that you know you like oh shit he's gonna be on your ass like white on rice so when they find out that okay this motherfucker is actually real it becomes a cat and mouse game like he's always two or three steps ahead of the asses and it's just like but he's only the only reason he's ahead of them is because the kid is constantly fucking up shit you know so but which leads me to my final um moment, am uh, my final reason why you should watch the movie is uh, the killer does have some brutal kills in the film, and there's some moments where he does some really fucked up shit, like when he just sitting there trying to have fun, killing up members of the town. But then when the heroes, the or the um reluctant heroes rather, get in his way, he tends to take shit personal and he yeah it's, it's very a personal attack and stuff like that and i don't know it's he's fucking brutal he's not art the clown brutal listen i'm not gonna give him that title he's not art the um, clown brutal at all but he has his own little way of doing shit that you be like oh that's kind of fucked up so yeah that is my final movie on this list um satan's little helper and again. You can probably find State's little Helper* streaming on Tubi. I know it's streaming on, it has to be on Tubi or Amazon Prime somewhere. Now, I don't know if it's, you have to pay to watch it on Prime, but if you don't want to pay, I suggest trying to find it on Tubi. I think Screenbox might even have it. I could be wrong. I did have, but see, the thing is, when I record this, certain shit might not be available because that's how streaming works nowadays. Ghostwatch, you can probably find on, I want to say Arrow Video, if you have this streaming service. If not, you can try looking for Prime or I want to say, I don't want to say Crackle. Um, but I know it was streaming somewhere as of late. I don't know if Shutter still has it streaming. If not, then um, yeah, probably your best bet is probably try for Prime. Tales of Halloween is streaming on Tubi. I think that's a Tubi mainstay you can find it there and trick-or-treat like i said it's probably also on tubi you could try to find it on amazon prime i don't it's just if you might look up and find it on peacock i don't know also at the end the midnight hour like i said your best bet is youtube because i don't think it has any official streaming rights i've never seen it being streamed anywhere outside of youtube and i don't want to announce that they streaming on youtube and they go going have somebody take it down that's one of the reasons why i didn't give the guys um you know um page because i don't want my copy to be taken down so uh, it's not i didn't upload it i'm just saying whoever uploaded the version that i have saved on my uh, list i don't want that to be taken down because that's like a relic it's the actual showing of the movie the night it aired in november 1st so i don't want that taken down so i'm just gonna you know keep him you know keep keep it under the um under the in the sleeve a little bit but that's my list the midnight hour ghost watch trick or treat um tales of halloween and saint's little helper i did have some honorable mentions though but again the reason why they're honorable mentions i want to say not uh, non-honorable mentions because some of them just bad i was going to include blood fest on here but i I don't know. I just it's just the movie kind of irked me the second time I watched it. And I was like, I'm not going to do that to somebody else. So that's just me, though. But tell me what your watch list is going to be. Me personally, I've decided not to do a watch list this year or maybe even going forward, because I tend to want to watch what I want to watch. So if you tell me this is a thing for the night, I'm like, I don't want to watch that. I actually feel like watching like Night of the Demons or something like that or i might turn around and be like you know what i actually want to watch freddy krueger on the night you guys probably say something about demonic possession or something i mean i could sacrifice um not sacrifice i could substitute a nightmare on street 2 for that but you know i just like to go in my own way you know what i'm saying and i hope you do that as well but if you do want to have a watch list or whatnot what are you including in your watch list are you doing some stuff that pretty much, that's mostly mainstream horror are you trying to do like a found footage watch list this Halloween season? Are you trying to do all vampires Halloween season? Are you trying to do all werewolves? What is your thing? What are you trying to do? Let me know. And you can find me on the internets, the social medias. Um, You can find me on X at the Critic. You can also find me on Midnight Social Distortion um on Instagram. Or also Mark OS is on Instagram. You can also find me on... Threads under Mark Oestis. You can find me on Blue Sky under Mark Oestis MSD, all one word. You can also find me on Spill at Mark Oestis. And I finally joined TikTok. You can find me on there under Mark Oestis. Now, I haven't had anything put on my page yet. I'm still trying to work out how to work out. I'm still trying to suss out how to work TikTok. And thank God for Brother Goolish for helping me out there. And also, johnny cornegay who is also my guide on all things tiktok and you can find me on scream kings that is kings with a z and i am one fourth of that panel that panel includes Taymon kane bobby torres and michael brown michael Brown and bobby torres are of course part, uh, they are the duo of people under the scares so you know when you put all of, all of us together we give you the horror version of the view a lot of shade a lot of you know arguments and whatnot but it's all in fun and jest so come and find us on our youtube channel scream kings again that is kings with a z and you can find our youtube uh, our youtube videos all in one spot we sometimes do lives but we do have a few things coming up for you so that was the season premiere of the midnight social distortion um and welcome to spooky season personally i feel that spooky season starts in august that's just me because i i go against the grain but we've been saying spooky season been in effect since september 1st you know some people claim september as halloween eve and i'm i'm accepting of that gives us more time to celebrate and yeah so welcome to season three bitches and i will see you guys soon peace